0: Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple, with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to diamond sponsor Ventivid and titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk. Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com to claim your free workshop success session with a
1: Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the Workshop Whisperer podcast. Welcome back, Dean.
0: Thank you for having me back, Great, right. Great privilege.
1: So we've been having a bit of a chat, Dean, and we were discussing how conflict, whether it's with the team or with customers, always seems to be one of those difficult, curly things that workshop owners struggle in mastering as a skill, conflict resolution. And you are actually one of the best that I know of at helping others get stronger in this area. So today, I'm hoping that you'll be able to share with us what you believe would be the, let's say, five things that would help a workshop owner overcome a conflict situation.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. There is five clear steps. And Just for context, about 10 years ago, I started doing some martial arts with my two sons. But from the very first night we went into that training, we got taught about the five principles of self-defense. And every week when we go back to train, we would just get hammered around these principles and we would learn martial arts moves, defensive moves that all aligned with each one of these principles. As I sort of went through it, I kept thinking to myself, you know what, if this is defending myself against the possibility of a physical attack, I wonder how they would work in a workplace when obviously there wasn't the threat of a physical attack, but what you felt was more like a mental or emotional attack. So I started testing these five principles of self-defense in the workplace and realized that they just had almost a 100% success rate in helping me navigate my way through conflict situations. And at that time, I was managing a team of 65 people, so you can imagine that there was a lot of conflict, a lot of chaos. But by coming back to these five principles time and time and time again, I found that I became more capable at managing conflict. I became much more confident in working through conflict. And certainly in that time, what that created was a better manager, a better leader. And you know, I could actually do my job the way I wanted to. So that's the background to what we're going to talk about.
1: Okay, so just so we're clear for all of our listeners, these five principles, based on what you learn at self-defence, they're not physical like Kung Fu moves. These are (laughs) mindset manoeuvres.
2: Absolutely. You might call it Kung Fu. It's actually the way in which we take people from confusion to clarity through a process of communication, just following the steps that actually helps people to solve problems for themselves. And that's really, really important because in a workplace it's not a physical punch that you're getting it's an emotional punch and when people feel out of control which is why conflict occurs then the quickest way for them to feel like they are in control is actually to get you out of control Mm. so you know in a physical sense you defend yourself fastest by getting your opponent off balance in a workplace what is the disgruntled customer or the disgruntled team member trying to do they're actually trying to get you off balance and so what we're going to talk about on this call actually helps you to remain calm, remain centred, remain balanced and actually lead the conversation through to its natural conclusion, which is where there is a resolution to the conflict that started the conversation in the first place.
0: Join our free Facebook group, Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop, and join in on the conversation with auto repair shop owners just like you globally.
1: Okay, well, let's start with the first principle.
0: First
2: principle is get out of the way. You know, if we actually use the analogy of physical self-defense, if someone's trying to punch you in the nose, but your nose is not where their fist lands, then you can't get hurt. So the first principle of conflict resolution here is get out of the way. Now, what does that look like in the workplace? It's simply understanding that whatever a person is saying to you and however they're saying that to you, it is nothing more than them releasing the tension they've been feeling inside around a situation that they feel like they don't have control over. Whether it's the pricing, whether it's the quoting, whether it's the parts you put on, whether it's the time the job is taking, it is what it is, but what you're hearing when someone is complaining or giving you your negative feedback is them actually releasing the tension that they have around a situation that they feel is out of their control. So what does get out of the way look like in the workplace? Say nothing, let them have their say and get it off their chest. That's all you need to do, whether they're swearing at you, whether they're raising their voice, whether they're hitting the desk, your job is simple. It's to get out of the way, let all that language go past you. You just let them get it off their chest.
1: Let's just say it's a team member that is letting loose, releasing some of this tension, and it's foul language, but it's within earshot of customers.
2: To start with, you absolutely let them get off the chest because to try and shut that down right there, Make them feel like you're not listening to them and not hearing them. So absolutely you do. But in step two, we can actually address that right there and then and move the conversation out of the earshot of those customers. But to start with, we actually just need to let them go.
1: Okay, so tell us about step two.
2: So step two is called soften. So going back to the example I was using before, if someone's trying to punch you in the nose, you get your nose out of the way. The next one is to soften. Now the easiest way we learned there, you might whack them on the arm, give them a dead arm. All right, if you take away one of their weapons, then instantaneously they become less powerful than they were before. But again, we can't do that in the workplace. So soften works off the theory that every human being wants the same two things in the world, and that is to be validated and to be understood. Now, how do we do that in the workplace? Right, it's simple, three words, respect, appreciate, understand. If you're upset with me, and the first things I say is, you know, Rach, I can appreciate where you're coming from and if I was in your position, I can understand how you might feel right now. And that line alone validates how you feel and shows you that I understand what you're experiencing right now. And that softens the conflict right there and then because it's really hard to fight someone who agrees with you. It's the change that's required to stop going toe-to-toe and start standing shoulder-to-shoulder where you both acknowledge that there's a problem here that needs to be solved.
1: Okay, so we've gotten out of the way. We've softened. What's next?
2: Next is what we call apply technique in the martial arts world. This is where you get to have your fun. You get to knock them around a bit and hit all the pain points that essentially render them useless in a physical altercation. Again, that's not what we're doing in the workplace. So what we do in conflict here is we apply what I call the grow technique, G-R-O, and it's simple. G is for goals. We just ask the person, what's the goal that you're after? What's the outcome you want? What is it that you'd like to achieve here? We actually ask them to tell us what a great result for them would be. Now, that's always a good idea because often how they want a situation to be resolved, what they're looking for is less expensive and less complex than what we think we need to do to solve the problem for them. Once they've told you what the goal is, you either tell them what the reality is of what's happening right now And that gap then offers you the chance to go to step three, O, which is options. What could we do from here? And there's an interesting point that happens at principle number three is that you actually help them to shut down their emotional brain and fire up their logical brain because we can't be emotional and logical at the same time. Conflict arises out of a sense of being emotionally out of control. And that's why the validation acknowledgement piece is so important because it validates the emotion. But then when we apply technique with the GROW model, it takes them to thinking about a logical resolution to the conflict. And in that moment, the conflict's actually over.
0: Take a smoker and review us on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen.
1: Step four.
2: Step four is way forward. This is where we get a clear commitment, a clear agreement, a clear understanding on who's going to be doing what to solve the problem, get rid of the conflict, okay? And it is a game of who, what, and when. If you and I are in a conflict, for whatever reason, we will agree the steps forward, the pathway forward, and the time frames that it's going to take to complete those particular tasks that would see the person be happy with the outcome. So it's very clear, very logical, very open and transparent around what the steps are going to be, who's going to complete those steps, and what time frame we're giving ourselves to complete those steps so that everyone involved in the conflict can see that the people are working towards resolving it.
1: And then step five.
2: Step five is look around for your mates. Again, if we go back to the self-defence analogy, if for some reason you ever found yourself in a physical altercation one-on-one and you happen to come out victorious in that situation, While you might be sitting there patting yourself on the back for a job well done, you might not see this fellow's five mates coming to ambush you from the back. So when we've gone through those first four principles, got to the end, it's really important that you step back from that conflict situation and look around for the ways in which you were implicated in that conflict in the first place. Was there a lack of knowledge either on your part or the other person's part? Was there a lack of skill? The quality of work was lower than it should have been. Was there a lack of experience? or exposure to certain training that need to occur? Was there a lack of systems, a lack of process, a lack of communication, a lack of follow-up? We always need to consider what responsibility we had and what part we played in the conflict in the first place. That allows us to go back, review, reset, and refocus our efforts on improving whatever the system was or whatever the circumstances were that actually led to the conflict in the workplace. If we don't do that piece, We're really just locked in to making the same errors all the time and having to deal with the same problem, the same conflict, over and over again until we work out what the root cause of that problem was. And in most cases, it's a system failure.
1: So important to take the lesson from what led to the conflict in the first place so we don't repeat the mistake.
2: And I think just to put a ribbon around it all, It's to appreciate that 99.9% of the conversations that you will engage in in the workplace on a daily basis are and will be conflict conversations. Why? Because no one else on the planet sees the world, feels the world or hears the world exactly the same way as you are. And biologically, we are wired to look for threat, to look for contrast, to look for danger. And why does conflict come out? Because someone feels threatened, they feel endangered, and they don't feel safe. So we just understand that conflict is a natural part of human interaction. So when we're prepared for it, when we're expecting it, that's where we do our best work as a manager, we do our best work as a leader, we do our best work as an expert.
1: And for our listeners out there that may be thinking, you know, it's great that the final step being about reflection and what do we need to do so that this doesn't happen again, but what about when you've got a toxic team member where even though you've done the work to correct the system failure, they still find something on a daily basis or near-daily basis to instigate a conflict situation. What's your advice then?
2: Sounds like we could do an entire other podcast uh, just on how to spot your rotten apples in your team. But the truth is, across all performance, once is an event, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. If you see the same person creating the same conflict, causing the same drama three times in a row, then you actually need to have the conversation around whether your workplace is the best place for them to be. And you need to then think about moving them out. Of course, to do that, it's really, really important to get proper advice, HR legal advice. But once you've made an attempt to address the issue with them, and there has been a clear agreement and expectation around who's doing what to improve the situation, if the individual in question continues to behave, act in a manner that goes against those agreements and against those expectations, then it is cause to consider that releasing them from a relationship that is no longer working for either party.
1: Well, amazingly valuable information. I'm sure you'd all agree out there listening to this episode. Thank you, Dean, for sharing the five principles of conflict resolution. Quite extraordinary how you've been able to take that from self-defence and apply it in the workplace quite amazing so thank you
2: you're most welcome thanks for having me on the podcast
1: and to thank you for having you on the podcast the workshop whisperer is a b1 g1 business so dean on your behalf we have organized for three trees to be planted in the daintree rainforest to help with a reforestation project there and to help offset carbon emissions so thank you
2: you're most welcome
1: And if you would like a question answered on our very next episode of Whispering Loudly, which is Workshop Whispers, please email us, admin at workshopwhisperer.com. We'd love to answer your question about anything to do with growing your auto repair shop. Looking forward to spending time with you again next week.
0: Thanks for tuning in to tune up your auto repair shop with Whispering Loudly, the Workshop Whisperer podcast.